Welcome to Confessions of a Serial Seller. My guest today is a LinkedIn sales expert. She's a social seller and she's a social media guru. Bryn Tillman, thank you so much for joining me today. Tony, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. No, likewise. Likewise, all from sunny Philadelphia. So, hey, thank you. So, Bryn, tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you got to be a leading authority when it comes to LinkedIn and social selling. Well, I'll start with it was by accident. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I actually was a producer for most of my life in a sales role, business development role. Uh, and at, um, in the early 2000s, launched a sales training company with a partner. Yeah. Uh, came across in the, um, the LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is what I called it for a long time, LinkedIn site, yeah. um, and thought, wow, this is really cool. So it's a long story around that, but I realized that I could leverage this tool and now teach this tool. Yeah. Um, and after about six months, I realized it was called LinkedIn um, <laughs> to, for, for people to help them get more client referrals, have better networking meetings that learn that lead to strategic introductions. Yeah. Um, and I went to my, my partner and I said, you know, I don't want to teach cold calling anymore. I only want to teach this. Yeah. And, you know, she was very supportive and kind of laughed a little though and said, you know, that's a fad. Um, come back when you're ready. And I launched and, and that was about, um, about six and a half years ago. Amazing. Yeah. And who are the sort of businesses you coach and teach? So, you know, we do have uh, different folks that we, we reach out to. I hate to say anyone that sells B2B, but really we help folks if their prospect or their strategic alliance is on LinkedIn, we can help them leverage the tool. Yeah. If they are consumer-driven, um, retail-driven, it's not nearly as productive. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we work with large sales teams to help bespoke a program and deliver it with their specific guidelines, templates, and um, we align it with their existing program mm. and we work with entrepreneurs and individuals that are uh, just looking to leverage their existing network for more introductions and attract yeah. their ideal prospects through thought leadership. Love that. And, and you said the word there, I think this is really important, attract. And I know when I read about you, Brent, to invite you onto my podcast, you said, you know, back in the day, sales was all about, who you know, like, and trust, or more importantly, they know you, like you, and trust you. But now in today's world with social media, it's about attract, teach, and engage. Tell me more about that. Well, you know, no like, and trust is still important, but it's next down the line. We have to do a lot before they know us. And first we have to get them to us. Right. So that's the attract piece. So we can do this in numerous ways. We can certainly do this through content. We could do this through outreach. We can do this through introductions, uh, mm -hmm. referrals, right? And even you know, direct outreach with permission to name drop shared connections. I have, you know, whole programs around that attract piece. But if we can't get them to show up, nothing else matters. Yeah. So that's first. Then we need to teach them 
Corporate Visions did a study that uh, shows us 74% of buyers choose the sales rep that was first to provide value and insights. That's interesting. Right. So that's three quarters of the buyers are out there. It's not price. It's not, um, you know, rate. It's not anything except for who is helping me early on, who is a thought leader and providing me insights and creating curiosity and getting me to think a little bit differently. So that's the teach piece. And if we can do that, then we get the opportunity to engage with them. And you know, the, the, the goal of LinkedIn for social selling is to create more sales calls to convert our connections to conversations. Yeah. So if we can do that through engaging, right? So we get them interested and we create enough value that they raise their hand and say, let's have a call. Yeah. Ultimately, we are successful in leveraging LinkedIn for business development. That's amazing. So give us, as an expert and my listeners, you know, who are probably, I would say, the majority of my listeners will be in the B2B space. And I'm therefore the majority of them will have a LinkedIn profile. Start with your best advice, Bryn, to make sure their profile as, is as effective as it should be. I love that, com- that question. Um, and I want to start with, if you are in any kind of job seeker role, this advice does not apply. What I'm about to talk to is for people that are looking to leverage LinkedIn for sales, because yeah. it's a very different philosophy. So if you are really looking to grow your business by using LinkedIn, your profile should, we should convert that from a resume to a resource. Mm-hmm. So that falls right into that attract, teach, and engage, right? Your, your, your profile is the first opportunity to provide insights and value to your prospects and clients and network. Mm-hmm. So if we can really take the leap and move it from, you know, my years in business, my mission, my passion, mm-hmm. to the challenge our buyers face, some insights, solutions, tips, strategies, tactics that get them to think differently, mm. have an aha moment, create a little curiosity, even potentially create concern about their current situation, mm. and really get them to a place where they recognize you're talking about this differently than anyone has to them before, mm. that is going to lead them to want to have a conversation. So it's really important that at the end of all of this, we've got calls to action inside of the profile. Um, you know, if, if you if this resonates with you and you're looking for bespoke opportunities, or you know, or want to understand a little bit more about how this works in your environment, let's chat. Yeah. Now, my favorite line in a call to action is whether or not we decide to work together. I'm going to provide real insights and value. So. Right you become a resource even if they don't buy and that takes the pressure off totally yeah i love that and what's your as well as having that great resume and i think that's such a clever idea what's the best advice you can give to attract the right audience into your linkedin funnel well if you're talking about sort of that um inbound right that marketing piece yeah. The best thing you can do is um, first research and look at what is it that they're engaging with now? What do they care about? Talk to your buyers and ask them, you know, what are you reading? What are things that 
are interest of interest to you yes. and then and having that background before you start to just share stuff is really important mm. the next thing is make sure you're sharing as much vendor agnostic content as you possibly can we want to make sure we're not leading with our solution we're leading to our solution yes. when we lead with our solution it's a pitch Here's how we help. This is what we do, mm. right? When you lead to your solution, you're dropping like magic breadcrumbs of insights and content and, and moments, aha moments, right? That lead them closer and closer to you. Yes. And I think when you come back to how, you know, how do you really position that profile? I think it's a, a shift from this is how I can help you to actually helping you. Yes. Yeah, that's great advice, actually. And on that, on, on becoming that, that go-to authority, that expert, is, is it more important to share your content or is it as valuable to share other people's content on a subject? So I think that the hybrid, right? I think that neither one is enough. So I, I think if you can be a great curator of industry content and benchmark reports and um, valuable like tidbits of what's going on that's that's important to your buyers yeah. and you can put your two cents around that that's really valuable mm. when you can create your own thought leadership that's where you create the most curiosity mm. that's where you create like these incredible moments of wow this is different because we need to be different yeah. but there's a third thing that actually is probably that probably gets me the most engagement mm. um, beyond my own stuff although I get a lot of engagement on my own stuff and it takes a little bit more work mm. because it's very individualized but I would say I get about a 90% engagement mm. when I go out and I find content specific to the company that I am prospecting so, for example, I want to get in front of the um, chief marketing officer at ABC Company, mm. uh, you know, a 500-person firm. Yeah. So, I now will go and I will find press releases, awards, content on the CEO of that company, things that are happening. Maybe um, they were acknowledged at a chamber of commerce, right? Whatever that might be, I find very specific content, very timely content for that company. Yeah. And I take that and I send that. So dear Ms. Chief Marketing Officer, um, I know that we're not connected, but I just read this article on you know, the great things that you and your company are doing and, and the award that your CEO won. Yeah. And I just wanted to reach out and say, and I'm not sure if you got to see this. It's, it's such a great article. I wanted to get in front of you. Um, but congratulations on that. Let's stay in touch. Something like that, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, my God. Like, that's my own content. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. yeah. And there's one other piece. Again, if you're going that specific, if you connect with them, yeah. Send a video message, a personal, nice to meet you video message. You can do that in LinkedIn in your phone app. Yeah. You can't do it on desktop. But just a quick, in fact, like the, the response to that, I haven't had anyone not respond to that uh -huh. at all. Like, right? So think about the one-on-one yeah. the -on -one sometimes is even more important than 
the big content. How do you do that in LinkedIn, Bryn? How do you send that personalized video? Yeah, so if you visit someone's profile that you are already connected to, they have to be a first degree connection, yeah. and you go to message, there's a little plus sign on the left hand side. If you click on that, yeah. you'll see the little camera, you'll see a whole bunch of options, but one of them is a camera. You click on camera, you turn it to selfie mode, and you send a little um just you know hey hey tony thanks so much for having me on the podcast it was so much fun to chat with you right that's great that's a follow-up but we can do this with you know people we newly connect with maybe we reach out and that cmo accepts our connection request send a little video that's just great to be connected and especially i don't know when this is broadcasting but right now we're in a world of quarantine right people want connections to people this is such a great way to stand out and very few people are doing it no that's such good advice such a great tip and someone someone showed me i i, I had a guest called dan disney who's a, a, also a. I love him yeah, yeah. Really, right really good guy and and he taught me a really good little trick on linkedin with the search that you can you can actually filter what people are searching for on linkedin so in our industry Bryn, you know i type in you know, recommendations for sales training, and you type that in under content, and you can look at where people have written that as a search criteria, which I think is brilliant to find immediate leads. Do you have any other good tips or suggestions like that that my, my listeners can take advantage of? So, uh, and I just want to clarify because it could be repeating this. It, did he talk about the hashtags, using hashtags to find no, content? Not so much. He said go to the search bar and type in what you think your buyers will be searching. So mine, for example, type recommendations for a sales speaker or recommendations for sales trainers. Um, and then you literally click on where it says people and you click yep. content. And yeah. So there's another way. Yeah, I love that. Um, I think I learned that from him years ago. Yeah. Um, there's another way is to search hashtags. Right. So that's also for topics for sure um, to find stuff. But here, here's, I'm going to give you kind of an uh, offshoot tip. Yeah. Let's say we find people in our industry that are sharing great content that we want to engage with. Yeah. Or, you know, we find, because sometimes you'll just, or, or you find company pages that shares constant contact mm. content, right? Mm. So what do we do? How do we manage that? How do we come back to that? Mm. My favorite way to do this is through bookmarks in your browser. Right. I use Chrome. So I create a folder that's called LinkedIn content. Oh, Yeah. Right. And then in that folder, if I find I, if I'm on, let's say I'm on Daniel Disney's um, content and I click on his content, his activity and his posts, mm. I can now star him and put him in my folder of LinkedIn content. So when I'm looking for content fr- from people that I, I love, that I respect, yeah. I can go to that folder and I can open every one of those tabs with one click. Brilliant. Beyond, you know, 12, 15, 20 different tabs of feeds of people's content or, you know, so that I can go and, and grab that when I'm looking. That's so, amazing. So you just go on to, let's use Dan, this is a good example. You go on his content, you see a post he's written and what you, you click favorites. 
No. So, so what I would do now is go to his, all of his activity. So on his profile, if you scroll down, there'll be see all activity yeah. and that's going to take you to a new screen and that's going to say all, like all engagement posts, articles. I click on posts. Once I do that, you'll see at the very top, it has its own URL. Okay. If you save that, anytime I click through to that URL or if I go and in, in, into that folder and I click on that, that is going to take me to Daniel Disney's posts. Love it. Love and it. so I have about 35 social sellers that can, and, and Daniel's one of them, yeah. that consistently share great content yeah. so that when I'm out of ideas of my own or I'm ready to share um, curated content, all I have to do is open up that folder and open up those tabs and I'm right on their newest content. Fantastic. Great tip. Love that. And for, for my listeners, they're going to be a real mix of industries. They might be in the manufacturing space. They might be in recruitment. They might be in software vendors. So there's going to be a real mix. What's your best advice, Bryn, for you know, the, to, to work out the right type of content that their target audience want to read or, or watch or listen to? Yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways to do this, but I think part of it is go visit their profile and see what they're engaging on. Look at their company pages and see what kind of content the company is sharing. Yeah. Um, ask them, you know, when you are in a conversation with your clients, ask them, you know, I'm thinking of writing a post um, which of these two con you know which of these two titles would you be likely to click through yeah. um, like in, so and I'm constantly learning but I think if you're like okay give us a more solid answer right now that I can go use is go list the top three challenges that your prospects are facing right now yeah. at the time when they might be interested in listening to your insights yes so yeah, and you may think about what are they thinking about or what are they challenged with in the step before they shop for your services. Mm. Get them earlier on in the buying journey. Mm. So, for example, if you sell brand new telephone systems, mm. what are they Googling for? Maybe it's um, how to speed up my telephone system, like my existing system. How do I fix my existing system yeah. is the stage before they want to buy a new system. So yeah. if you can capture them there and provide value at that time when it is time to start shopping a new one because the fixes aren't working, mm -hmm. you're top of mind and you've already been a vendor that's provided them value. So they'll definitely consider at least chatting with you. Yeah, very clever. I mean, you, you touched on earlier, Bryn, about don't be too quick to give the solution because ultimately, you know, the, the prospect almost gets, might get defensive and say, right, I'm being sold to here. And no one likes to be sold to. But what, there is a fine line between keep on imparting your expertise and knowledge and sharing value, but then to, trying to turn it into a sales opportunity. How, what's the best suggestions you can give my listeners to know where that line is. So there's a step that we need. We, first of all, we need a little more patience and we can't be so hungry that we need to sell them right away. We need yeah. to be a value to them so that they want to buy. Mm. So that's really important. So there is a step 
and and I have this in every under almost every blog post at almost every chance I can I have this call to action mm. if this is a challenge for you if this resonates with you if you're exploring let's chat I'm gonna say you know I said this before but whether or not we decide to work together our call will be full of insights and value that you can implement right away yeah I love that right so now when you have that call you have to honor that promise. It is not a discovery call for you. It is an insights call for them. Now, granted, you're going to learn things yeah. during this call, but your goal of that call is to convert it to a sales call. You can't start it as a sales call. Yeah. So you have to be prepared when you get in the line and say, Tony, thank you so much for taking my call today. I'm really looking forward to providing some insights around X, Y, and Z. Yeah. When you scheduled this with, with me, was there something specific you were hoping we were going to cover? William. So I want to know what's on your mind when you scheduled this, because 90% of the people that I have calls with literally click through my link and schedule. And, yeah. and my clients, too. Like, we position it that way. Yeah. So I want to know what's on your mind. Now you may say, hey, we're shopping telephone systems and wanted to get a quote. Okay, now we can go down that route if they open that up, right? Because that's what they want to cover and I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. And I do not actually sell telephone systems. So, <laughs> but, but, <clears throat> so we can do that because they've opened that route. But if, if, if Tony, you say to me, you know what? I learned a lot from the post that I read and I just mm -hmm. wanted to hear some more, which is more typical when we've set it up this way, yeah. right? Um, then I'm going to go into, that's great, and I know I promised to give you some really good value and insights that you can implement right away. Yeah. Would it be okay if I ask you a couple of questions so that when I provide those, they're specific to your environment? Yes. Right? right, and so now you're like, well, sure. So in, in a sense, I'm asking a few discovery calls, but here's the magic. For every question you ask, you need to offer an insight, a gift. Yeah. Because if you ask more than one question in a row, they're going to kind of go, ah, oh, this became a sales call. Yes, yes of course. And right, I, so, yeah. yeah. So I, we need that gift, right? So, so here's my question. Tony gives me the answer. I give him a gift. Now, at the end of three questions, I'm going to say, you know, Tony, I, you know, we talked about this. And you're, you know, in our conversation, you decided you were going to try this and you were going to go do this, right? Like I'm recapping what all the value I just gave you. Yeah. Now I need to convert this to a sales call. So I'm like, you know, you know, so, so you've got a lot of work ahead of you. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to say one of, I can go in one of two paths. My path that I take is, you know, after chatting with you, this reminds me a lot of a client I worked with about a year ago. Would it be okay if I told you how we helped them or shared with you how we were able to help them? William, so have a success story ready. So I'm getting permission from you to tell you how I helped a client. Yeah. Right? The other way to do this, and I have clients, you know, it's all in your personality and what works for you. Yeah. The other lane you can do is you've got a lot of homework now. I've given you some assignments, right? I've now, you've now, um, you know, committed to doing some of these things. Yes. Would you like to set up a second call with me? You know, I'm an accountability coach or I'm a this, right? And I would love to just go through with you to make sure that you didn't waste your time today because you yeah. just invested 30 minutes with me and I want to make sure that you're getting the most out of it. Can we set up a following 15 minute call? 
So a lot of people are very comfortable with that, particularly when the homework they give them is, I want you to go look at your existing contract and see, are you getting stuck here or here? Financial advisors or insurance people are really strong at, you know, um, are you overinsured or, you know, yeah. and overpaying or underinsured and at risk, right? Whatever those things are, they have homework to go find out and come back to me. Yes. Those are the two paths. I personally love to go right into a case study yeah. and share with them now how I've helped. And that typically um, gets them to raise their hand and say, okay, I want to know how you can help me too. Nice, Ken. I love that you arranged that second call, that follow-up. So you're you're constantly adding value and helping them, where they're going to phone each other and say, "Look, can we uh can we do business?" Yes. Yeah, I love yeah. that. So, what's in your experience, Bryn? What's the you know you spoke about your the most the best way to attract is to write that thought leadership content. From your experience, what's the best size of the article, you know, and do you just write it in a post or is it, what's the best way to do it in terms of should you have imagery with the, the article? What's your best advice? Okay, so I'm going to edit my best advice and say, I may have said written just because I've been doing this for so long, but quite honestly, video, podcasts, yeah. um, webinars much more effective than actually blogs blogs are still really important for search engine optimization however yeah. so my the way that um i will typically teach this is get it on video get it on a podcast get it on a, a webinar mm. and transcribe it okay and then edit it so that it's article worthy but you've got the video or the podcast and that content um first so yeah. uh, there were used to be magic numbers of this is what Google likes and this is what I, I create content yeah. for my clients and prospects, not for SEO. I'm, I'm, a, I'm in sales. I'm not in marketing. Yeah. So, um, you know, perfect size to me is that they are compelled to read the whole thing. Yeah. That they it doesn't I I think shorter and to the point is better. Yeah. But if you want really good content where people keep coming back, is you need to have at least one great takeaway, a vendor agnostic takeaway, meaning yeah. they can go do something even if they never talk to you. Yeah. Then they keep click, clicking through the next time you write something. It's not about. I mean, I I love stories and I love you know great ideas, but if there's no takeaway in that story. Yeah. People don't have the time to keep clicking through, even if they were entertained. Yes. There's, there's not a real value in clicking through except more entertainment. No, that makes so, Yeah. And you said earlier about, you know, you can you look at your first line connections and, and send them a personalized video. How, what's the best way? Once you create the video content, yes, that my listeners will transcribe it and write that transcript onto LinkedIn. But what, what's the best way they can actually post that video on LinkedIn? Well, there's a, a video, I recommend native video, but that's different than personalized videos. But native video, once you've created this, you upload it to LinkedIn. Okay. Um, and, and you can do that both on the mobile app and on desktop. So yeah. you can do a quick kind of selfie video and upload it. Yeah. Um, you can have it, like we, we tend to do raw video, but we edit it, we put captions on and we put you know an image behind it and yeah so and and we try to do one or two a week but they're never more than three minutes yes 
No, I shouldn't say nevermore. I do interviews with people on a topic that could be, uh, it's always under 10 minutes. So mm -hmm. every once in a while we'll do something where like there's three questions and it could be four or five or six minutes. But when we're doing tips, yeah. actual tips, we try to keep it under three minutes. Fantastic. And Brim, for my, my, I've taken down so many notes in this episode that I'm going to take action from, especially now we're quarantined, right? I've got time on my hands. <laughs> where's, where's the best place my listeners can access some of your incredible content? Well, the best thing, I mean, they can absolutely um, follow me on LinkedIn. They can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I've got lots of resources. If they follow the hashtag SSL Insights, that's our own hashtag and most of our contents there. Or they can they can see it on my profile. They can go to my activity and my posts. Yeah. Um, but everything for us is really LinkedIn based. So connect with me on LinkedIn um, and let me know that you heard it on the pot that you heard me on the podcast. Uh, and I will accept you. I am at that 30,000 mark, which, I mean, I have more followers than that, but from a connection, if you don't send me a note, there's yeah. a chance it'll take forever for me to connect. But if you tell me you were on, that you heard me on Tony Morris's, uh, podcast, I will make sure I accept your connection request and send you additional resources. Amazing. Thank you so much for A, agreeing to do that, and B, coming onto my podcast and sharing your absolute pearls of wisdom. Thank you so much, Brim, for your time. Thank you, Tony. This was fun. You too. Thank you.